everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's May 19th. It's 2021, and we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Um, I am joined today by Keith Eister, Eyes819. What's happening, my friend? Not a lot, man. Just catching the end of these games here tonight. Uh, looking forward to another big slate tomorrow. So some good pitching, another good slate. Yeah, like I stacked Atlanta everywhere, like I was telling you before we started. And um, I have a chance to still make money because Mike Zanino hit two bombs and Chris Bubbick is pitching well. And hopefully he doesn't go back out for the seventh because I would be very happy with 20 fantasy points at 6% owned at 4K. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, I mean, ceiling wise, you know, you always want him to go back out there, but I would be very happy just to say, all right, it is what it is. Um, so we got 12 games to get through today. Um, hopefully I'm a little bit sharper today because, you know, I said, told everybody to stack the Braves yesterday and obviously that did not go well. Um, except for Freddie free money Freeman. Um, before we get into anything else, if you guys haven't checked out super draft, make sure you head on over there, check them out. Awesome promos that they got running right now, 50% um, up to $500 deposit match bonus, um, and then a 50% free instant deposit when you make a deposit over $50 using promo code GRINDERS. Um, Also, I will have a link in the podcast description for a PGA free roll for this weekend um, that we're putting on over there with Superdraft. So make sure you guys are checking that out. 5,000 entries, $1,000 uh, free roll. You can enter five teams into a free roll, which is, you know, always really cool. So go over there, win your money, um, win yourself some money. I think it pays out like 200 spots and like first place is getting a hundred bucks. So um, that doesn't stink for a free roll. So check that out. I'll have it in the uh, podcast description. Um, yeah. 12 games. We get started here with Miami at Philadelphia. This game has a seven and a half total and Philly is a minus one thirty favorite. We got uh Rogers against Eflin. I mean, we got two really solid pitchers kind of facing off against each other here. Trevor Rogers is having a phenomenal season. He's gone over 20 fantasy points in four of his last five starts. Um, what are your thoughts on Trevor Rogers here? Man, like you said, he, he has been dealing this year. Uh, K rates over 30%, 15% swinging strikes. Uh, but the price tag is getting out of control on us, uh, up over 9K on DraftKings. And I don't love the matchup here um, against Philly um, with Hoskins. If, if Real Muto's back, it gets even tougher. Um, talked about some good pitching. We're going to talk about a lot of good pitching, actually. So uh, I, I don't mind him in tournaments. Like He's been amazing. But he's he's not one of my top probably three plays on the slate. Ballpark downgrade, price is caught up to the production, and a tougher matchup here going up against Philly. Yeah, um, yeah you you just look at the, like the top five guys: um, Boehm, Hoskins, even Harper, lefty lefty, Singura, McCutcheon. All of the top five guys have ISOs over two hundred against lefty since the start of last season. So it's a tough matchup for Rogers. Like you said, the price is caught up. I think he's a phenomenal tournament play if you want to go that way, because I don't think he'll be very highly owned. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of pitchers. You know, we got Burns going up against Kansas City, Scherzer against the Cubs, um, Flaherty against Pittsburgh, 
and even like John Means against Tampa. So that's all the guys that are kind of in the same range as Rogers. So he's going to be low owned. Um, Zach Eflin, he's 8,300. He's facing the Marlins. We always know that um, people that are facing the Marlins get high ownership. Um, yeah, I think that if he's going to be chalky, I could see passing on him here. If he's going to be lower owned, I think he's in play. Yeah, exactly. My thoughts, uh, definitely dependent on ownership. Again, I'm not sure that we need it here. Um, I, I just, I'm having a hard time believing this guy, uh, guy who struggled for a long time, uh, was a decent prospect, but then just never put it together. Still struggles against lefties, but the Marlins can't really roll out a ton of lefty power against him. So he's definitely in play, but I, I'm not sure that I'm going there. Yeah. I, I, again, if he's going to be loaned against the Marlins, I think you could take shots on him, you know, 26% K rate since the start of last season, striking out both lefties and righties. And like you said, it's not like this team can roll out a bunch of lefties against him. Um, it'll probably be Chisholm and uh, Dickerson and maybe the bottom of the order with like Leon and Sierra, but you know, you're not worried about those guys. Um, right. Sandy Leon is a strikeout waiting to happen. So uh, as far as the Marlins bats go, I mean, I think you can take shots on Dickerson and Chisholm, Chisholm, um, but they're just so expensive. Like they're 4,800. Um, I'm probably not playing any Marlins here. Yeah, I, I would have interest in Dickerson if he was in like the low fours, but I mean, I, I don't know what's up with that price. So yeah, not a ton of interest for me either. The pricing is crazy. Um, and then on the Philly side, like, I mean, Bryce Harper, lefty, lefty, 5,500. Rogers has been pitching good. Hoskins is probably the guy that I'd look at as like a one-off. But honestly, I don't love this game. I love that it has a low total. I hope it's a low-scoring game. I hope the pitchers don't go crazy. And I think that's kind of how I'm going to approach this one. I agree completely. There, there are better spots to target. Um, don't really love either side of it. All right, we got Tampa at Baltimore. No total out on this one. Yarbrough against Means. Um, let's start here with Yarbrough. 6,600 on DraftKings. Um, has only thrown over 100 pitches one time this season and really hasn't pitched deep here lately. Do you have any interest in him in this spot? No, I mean, Baltimore is not a team that scares me, but Yarbrough, there's just no upside. Uh, doesn't strike a, bunch, a lot of people out. Um, price tag's not bad at under 7K, but I think even, even down there we have some better options. Yeah, just, you know, you don't really expect him to go too deep into the game, and it's like, can't pay 6,600 for a guy that might only get, like, 60 pitches um, on any on any slate, really. Um, they pulled Bubbick. I'm super happy. I'll take my 20 points. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I'm with you on your bro. I just don't know what his overall ceiling is. And then John Means, like, this is the this is the talented prospect that we were all waiting for. Um, he's finally starting to put it all together and it's really fun to watch. And I mean, he couldn't have drawn a better matchup here. Uh, the only thing that could have been better is if this game was in Tampa, because this is a great spot for means. Yeah, I'm not as high on, I, I mean, I know he's been good. I know the no hitter, obviously, um, I, Tampa is not, especially like lefties is, is who you want to target Tampa with, but I don't know. They're just there's better pitchers on the slate for me in this one with the price tag over 9k. Kind of the exact same thing as as I said about Rodgers. Like in that price range, I I think there's better options. I hope he's low owned, Keith. I that would be 
that would be phenomenal because I think he's like a top three pitcher on the slate. Um, and I mean, you get a little bit of a discount from Scherzer and Burns and like he has, he has 10 strikeout plus like 10 plus strikeout upside. Like Tampa is going to roll out a lineup. that's going to have lefties and righties in it, but they just, they strike out at such a high clip against left-handed pitching. It's, I, I think they're top two in baseball this season again. So I mean, I think this is a great spot for means I get the pricing, but like I'm not targeting bats against them either. I don't really like anybody. I think you could play a Rosarina as a one-off, but you know, I really like targeting Tampa against right-handed pitching. Yeah, I agree. I'm not interested in the, in the Tampa bats at all. So it's really more of a price thing with means, um, but I don't want to play Tampa against them either. Um, Baltimore bats, any interest in Baltimore bats here? No, I mean, Yarbrough doesn't strike anybody out, but he doesn't really give up a ton either. Uh, Tampa's decent bullpen. Um, not not interested in Baltimore. Yeah, I don't really have any interest either. Uh, again, like, I mean, Austin Hayes at 3,600, I don't think is the worst play on the slate. And Severino at 3,600, I don't mind those guys, but I'm not going to go out of my way to target those guys. So, um, so yeah, moving on. We got New York at Atlanta. No total in this one. It sounds like it's going to be David Peterson against um, Charlie Morton. Um, any interest here in Peterson? Another guy that's been really good, um, but again, on this slate, I don't know. Uh, the price is, is very attractive at 7.3. Uh, he's striking out 29%, only walking, he's walking 9%. Uh, but it's, a, it's the matchup against Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta just has a ton of power up and down the lineup, and I'm not sure that we need to go here today. I'm probably not going to play Peterson. Um, I mean, as much as I stacked Atlanta yesterday and it didn't work out, I think they're in play again today. Um, just a, a really solid team up and down, and you know, especially against left-handed pitching, they have a lot of right-handed power. And then Charlie Morton in the other side of this game, I mean, I don't think he's a terrible play, but I don't love the price tag, you know, depending on what the Mets lineup looks like. There's so many injuries. Conforto's out. McNeil is out. um, Pilar got put on the IL. Davis is out. Nimmo is out. Like, I mean, if you want to just play the lineup game, you're, you're really just fading like Lindor Smith and Alonzo. The rest of the lineup is not going to look great. Yep. I think again, this is an ownership play. We're going to have to see where, where projections come out on ownership. I, I don't love the price tag. It's a little bit high for, for what I'd be targeting Morton at. Um, his K's are down from where they have been in his career. Um, and I'm again, just not sure that we need to go here. Um, I'm not going to run out and play bats here um, yeah. for the Mets. I think Morton is definitely in play if this lineup comes out. I think he's more of a lineup play. You gotta, you're really going to have to look and see what the Mets lineup looks like here. If they roll out that lineup that they they played on Tuesday night, I think Morton is a really strong play. And you're really just like I said, you're worried about Dom Smith and Pete Alonso. And as far as the bats go, like Pete Alonso's 5K, Lindor's 4700. Dom Smith would be the only guy that I think I'd consider here at 4100. Yeah, this is another pass for me, much like the last game. Um, it, I just don't really have any interest. Morton would be probably my, my highest interest, but I, I don't have interest in targeting him. And same on the other side, I'm not really looking to target Peterson either. 
Yeah, if I'm playing Atlanta, they're a stack. They're so expensive. You can't really play one-offs from Atlanta here. Um, I think you're stacking or just staying away from them. Boston at Toronto. We got Richards and Stripling facing off in this game. This game has a 10.5 total. Um, Toronto's a slight favorite here at minus 120. We've talked about a lot of pass spots. Um, I don't have any interest in Garrett Richards. Do you? I do not. And then Ross Stripling on the other. I, okay, I think these are two of the best offenses on the slate. Let's just I, I like okay. I'm just gonna <laughs> snip, s- skip the shenanigans here and just say it. Like uh, this game has a ten and a half total for a reason. The, you know this game's being played in Florida. This ballpark seems like a very hitter friendly ballpark, and these two pitchers are not great. Yeah, um, I think Boston is the the preferred side for me. Uh, Stripling has not been good in Toronto. Uh, is giving up a 290 ISO to right-handed batters this year. Uh, so I, I love the Boston righties here. Uh, Kike at the top, Martinez and Bogarts, obviously. Uh, and then, I mean, Devers with the platoon advantage and Verdugo too. So I'm, I'm going to be stacking Boston up a bunch. The only thing is, when you're trying to stack both of these teams, they're super expensive. DraftKings did a great job on this slate. You're, you're going to sacrifice one if not two pitchers playing these stacks and i think that's what it should be like if you have a ten and a half total game in a game that seems very very hitter friendly you should have to pay up yeah um, definitely. so and, and it's about time like we've had and, and there may be some some cheap guys in the two k's that, that show up again uh throughout this slate uh where it makes it possible to to still pay up both for pitching and, and for your stack but that, that's starting to go away finally a month and a half into the season. Verdugo is too cheap. You mentioned him. Um, he's 3,800. He's way too cheap. Kiki Hernandez is 3,300. It makes the stack a little bit easier getting those two guys in there, but like Bogarts, JD Devers, uh, all over 5k, all over 5,500 really. And then the Toronto side, I mean, it's hard not to love Toronto in this spot. You know, Garrett Richards is a a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact. He doesn't generate soft contact really at all, uh, both sides of the plate. So, I mean, I'm I'm not paying 6,200 for Marcus Simeon. I will leave him out of my stack and just go like two through six or two through seven or something, Um, three through seven, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm not paying 6,200 for Marcus Simeon. I will pay for Vlad and Bobachet, um, Tioscar, Gritchick. All these guys are, are phenomenal plays. If Biggio were to sit, um, I don't know who we would potentially see here for Toronto. Um, I can't think of his name. Uh, Espinal, maybe. Yeah, that's who it is. He's their utility guy, isn't he? He plays yeah. like second base shortstop. Yep. So, um, and he got recalled too. So it would probably be him. Um, but yeah, I, I think obviously both, both, both sides of this game, um, you know, de- definitely top offenses, uh, to, to target on this slate. Uh, is, is Richards just kind of smoking mirrors at this point? At, at some point I've stacked against him. I think every start this year, it worked out like for the first one or two, and then it, it just has not worked work since. So I know you're a Red Sox fan. What, what, what are your thoughts on Richards here? He stinks. Um, <laughs> I mean, like he, he's running super lucky. That's for sure. Like the stats yeah. will tell us that the the Sierra and um, XFIP are over a run higher than his, um, you know, ERA. And I mean, 
you can't you can't survive and keep getting lucky when your whip is almost 1.5 um and, and we see that with a lot of guys so his contact numbers are solid against righties but i mean you cannot be giving up 48% hard contact and not like and continue to not get a ton of ground balls and be successful so i think you stack you stack against him here you yeah. do it i like it speaking of uh stacking we got um, Washington at Chicago taking on the Cubs. Max Scherzer against Jake Arrieta. I mean, all right. So one of the reasons why I like means so much is because I really hate Scherzer in the spot. And it will be really interesting to see what his ownership is. We're dealing with like 14 to 18 mile an hour winds blowing out at Wrigley. He's 10K. I know the Cubs strike out a ton. I'm not playing any pitcher. I'm not playing any, I'm not playing Nolan Ryan at Wrigley <laughs> with 15 to 20 mile an hour winds blowing out to center field. I don't care who it is. Um, 75 to 80 degree weather blowing out. Like this seems like a recipe to fade Scherzer. Talk me off of it uh, because right now I want to fade him. Yeah. Going to be dependent on the weather, but I, I think this is a pretty good spot for Scherzer. So I'll be really curious to see where the ownership comes out on this one. Uh, I mean, he's not slowing down at all. He, he's been awesome again this year. You talked about the Cubs strikeouts. Uh, they've been better here lately. Uh, they're, they're hitting the ball, at, and they, they have a ton of power in the lineup. But with Max's swing and miss stuff, um, even if the wind's blowing out, if it gets into that 15 to 20 range, it gets, it gets really dicey because pop-ups become home runs real, really quick in Wrigley. Um, but I think it's a great spot for K-Upside. I mean, the ceiling is very high, but I also think the floor is not as high as it usually is for Max Scherzer. Um, to be fair, like we're gonna pull up, we're gonna pull up Kevin Ross Weather Edge tomorrow, and it's gonna tell us that like this is a very plus spot for hitters. Like I don't even need to see the tool to know that this is a very plus spot for hitters. Um, I mean, this guy is a guy that goes out and he pounds strikes, and he's he's gonna strike people out, and the wind's not gonna affect that, but. I just if if everybody is looking at Scherzer and going, all right, he's facing the Cubs. They strike out a ton, top three in baseball. I'm playing Scherzer. He's a 33% K guy. Well, all that is correct, except for one factor. Like, you know, Scherzer is not a ground ball pitcher. Scherzer is a fly ball pitcher. Scherzer gives up home runs. And I mean, two or three home runs is enough at 10K to not get to that 30 mark especially on a big slate with uh, a lot of other good options right in that range. So I, I definitely get where you're coming from. Uh, wind not factored in, Scherzer's a top option, but if, if we do see those winds approaching 20, I'm, I'm probably off them. I mean, it's scary. You never want to fade, yeah. you know, Max Scherzer. Um, and, and, like, to be fair, the Cubs, they're not a huge, like, fly ball hitting team either. Uh, Jake Arietta. I mean, it, I'm definitely not playing Arietta. If this game is no going to be windy, um, <laughs> like uh, this is an easy pass for me. I think Washington's one of the top stacks on the slate. I agree completely. Uh, I will, they're probably going to be my highest. It's going to be them or Boston, I think. Uh, Washington absolutely in play, just not the same Jake Arietta that us Cubs fans are used to. Doesn't strike anybody out anymore. Tons of left-handed power in the the Nationals lineup, so give me give me all the Soto, Schwarber, Bell, uh, Trey Turner at the top. I think is a great play. Arietta gives up steals, so Turner gets on. He, he's going to steal 
once or maybe two. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love the nationals in this spot, regardless wind or no wind I'm playing nationals. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Josh Bell, if he cracks the lineup, he's 3,500 Harrison's having a great season. He's 3,400. I mean, that makes your stack really easy to get right off the bat. Um, and then you, you're obviously trying to get Trey Turner and Juan Soto in there and you're just kind of filling in if you want to go with a five man or not. Um, like Castro, it seems like Castro is a third baseman on DraftKings. I know. I think he's a second baseman on FanDuel. It's really hard to like click that third base um, just because of how much power is usually at that position. But I mean, if you're full stacking, you're playing the upside game anyway. So uh, as far as the Cubs go, I mean, I obviously we got to wait and see what's going on with Rizzo. Uh, he left the game on Tuesday. He was, uh, I think it was a back injury or something. Um, but I, I think overall in the Cubs, like, if Scherzer's going to be super popular, I'm going to fade him. I don't have to get too cute, but I don't mind like taking like Baez or Bryant uh, or like one of these like power bats that like even like a Jock Peterson, just I'm trying to chase like that home run. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. And the wind would would make that more in play for me. Um, but yeah, definitely not going to stack against Max. No, I'm not stacking. I'm not crazy. Um <laughs> crazy enough for not wanting to play him but i'm not crazy crazy <laughs> pittsburgh at st louis uh we got trevor cahill against jack flaherty um this game has a seven total and the st louis cardinals are a minus 225 favorite massive favorites here trevor cahill i remember there was a time that like trevor cahill was really good and we used to play him all the time um he just he doesn't miss bats anymore he's kind of a pitch to contact try to limit the type of like limit the damage type of pitcher nowadays. Yeah. K rates all the way down at 18%. So he used to have some K upside, but that's completely disappeared as he's aged. So I, I don't want to play him here. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you look back at his numbers and the strikeout numbers are really solid. Um, but you know, you, you also have to like take into account like this season and, and like we're getting to the point where we can start looking at this season a little bit more and more and like he has just been really bad against lefties and I mean this lineup is not the worst lineup for him because it's going to be a very right-handed heavy lineup but I think on a big slate like this we're just not going there um and then on the other side you know Flaherty's one of the top pitchers on the slate you know this Pittsburgh lineup is is really really bad uh they rolled out of the lineup on Tuesday that I think only one guy had a Woba over like three Oh five. Um, and I think six of them had strikeout rates over 23%. So, I mean, this is a spot that Flaherty, he should pitch really well. Um, now will it happen is always you know, the question mark, <laughs> but I mean, we watched John Gant have a really solid start. He didn't strike a ton of people out, but he had a really solid start against this team on Tuesday. Yeah, Flaherty's the top guy for me. It's it's the reason that we've kind of brushed off some of these other high price guys because Flaherty in this spot is is just a smash. Um, Pittsburgh does limit the strikeouts at the top of their order. Like Frazier, Newman, and Reynolds don't really strike out a bunch. So I, I can see it the fade in tournaments if you want to go that route. But I mean, just as far as a floor and safety for cash games, I think Flaherty makes I mean just a ton of sense. Any interest in the Pittsburgh bats? No. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, 
I wish Will Craig wasn't a first baseman. I I think he would be super playable if he wasn't a first baseman, just because he's two K. Like he's stone minimum, um, and he should bat like fourth or fifth here. But I don't think I could use him at first base. Uh, as far as St. Louis goes, I like to target lefties against Cahill. Um, the problem is just like the Cardinals are free. So like, if you want to stack them against Trevor Cahill here, I mean, it's not going to cost much to do it. Yeah. I, I like the Cardinals quite a bit here. Uh, especially like you said, I'm with you on the lefties, Dylan Carlson at 2.9 K. Come on. Uh, should, should grab a spot near the top of the order. Tommy Edmond is 4.3 K. Don't love that price, but it's, it's not out of control. It, it's pretty much exactly where you should be priced. Uh, and then Goldschmidt and Arenado obviously have all the power from the right side. So uh, I'm, I'm going to stack St. Louis here. All right, moving on. We got the Yankees and the Rangers. No total in this game. We got Corey Kluber against um, – I'm not even going to try it. I'll just say Yang. Um, <laughs> it's like Hinjong Yang. That's yeah, probably pretty close. Yep. Um, anyway, Kluber, I mean, this is a guy that for so many years we just played and played and played, and he just dominated teams. Like the strikeouts seem to be coming up a little bit more. I mean, this he's 35 years old. And, like, your stuff slows down, you know, especially, like, velocity and stuff like that. And it's just – it doesn't get much better matchup-wise. You're facing a team that strikes out a ton, a team that he should know pretty well. Um, I just – it's so hard to click the button, but he's 7,800, and we've talked about some top stacks being expensive. Like, I think he's super playable here. I, I agree with you. Um, Texas strikes out at 25%. Uh, digging into the numbers a little bit further, I found it very interesting. Kluber has actually been outstanding against lefties this year. Now, it's not a huge sample size, but uh, he's held them to a two four, 254 Woba and under 100 ISO, uh, .030 ISO. So lefties are doing no damage against him, and Texas is all their – the majority of their power is on the left-handed side of the plate. So I think this matchup is actually very good for Kluber, and I'm, I do have interest at 7-8. Uh, yeah, he's just he has a really good changeup, um, and like he uses it really well against lefties. And I mean, that's been a thing for years. It, it's at a much higher clip, and it's a much smaller sample size right now. But yeah, even I don't if think we look back, be that good against it. But like, he's, it's it's a career trend too. Like he he limits left-handed power. Yeah, and like you said, this is they're gonna throw five lefties at him here. Um, so, I mean. There's always risks to playing against Texas just because they hit so many home runs. They have like, they're just strikeout home run team. Yep. Um, on the other side, Yang against the Yankees. Uh, I mean, he's shown a little bit of strikeout stuff. Like we can't. I mean, uh, this is a guy that like Minnesota is one of the top teams in baseball against left-handed pitching, and this guy just like he had a really strong game against them like a week and a half ago or something. So as much as I want to be like, oh, we can't play him, he's 4,600 and it's shown a little bit of strikeout upside. And like Stanton's out, Torres is out, Hicks is out. That's three right-handed bats that are good. Like, I mean, the bottom of this Yankees order might be really bad. I'm not trying to talk anybody into playing Yang, but I honestly, I don't think I would sit here and try to talk anybody out of playing Yang. If he was the only guy in the 4K range on the slate, maybe I could stomach it, but I prefer the other guy a lot more. Um, 
I'm not playing Yang in this spot. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, we're going to get, you know, we have two other guys in this 4K range, in my opinion. You got Logan Gilbert, who's a young, talented pitcher based in Detroit, and you got Brad Keller facing a Milwaukee team that just, I mean, I played Bubbick as my, like, main guy on, on Tuesday. And, like, if I'm going to play him, I'll probably play uh, some Brad Keller here as well. So, um, yeah. I mean, let's talk bats in this one. Thoughts on the Yankees bats here? I like the Yankees bats a lot. Um, I guess I'm not as concerned about Yang. I mean, he was good against Minnesota, but he doesn't have a ton of swing and miss stuff, and the Yankees are just loaded with power. Uh, give me Voigt, give me Judge. LeMahieu can get on base in front of him. Um, Gary, those are your catcher spot. Uh, he's expensive on DraftKings, but cheap on FanDuel again. Uh, I'll, I'll even go to, like, if if it's Frazier and Andujar at the bottom, I don't even mind that. Um, like, it looks like they might roll out nine righties, which uh, I think you can stack them one through nine. I mean, yeah, I think they're a stack or fade team. Um, I mean, you could use one-offs too. They're just so expensive. Like, it's so hard to one-off Aaron Judge at 5,900. Um like even like Ursula, like these guys, if you're one offing, like um, Higgs is probably my favorite catcher on the play on the slate, thirty four hundred. He's shown a ton of power against left handed pitching. Um, he's not very great against right handed pitching, but he's a guy with a ton of power against left handed pitching. So, um, as far as Texas goes, I mean, I think you can always play one offs of like Joey Gallo and Nate Lowe. They're just so expensive. Like anytime you want to take shots on those guys, I'm not going to talk you off of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be playing a lot of Kluber, I think, so it won't be more than a, turn, uh, a sprinkle in tournaments for me if I have those guys. Cleveland, Adelaide taking on the Angels. Um, Aaron Savelli against Otani. Otani getting the, the bump today. No total in this game. Um, as far as Seville, Seville goes, I mean, this lineup might be really weak depending on you know trout being on the il fletcher banged up are they gonna let otani hit or not um they they have been uh when he's been pitching i mean this could be a really watered down angels lineup i think you're really going to be paying attention what this lineup looks like yeah no trout obviously otani probably is in there um i just the rest of the lineup I don't know. You can there, say it. It's trash. It is trash. But Saval doesn't strike anybody out. Like, I mean, yeah. I, there's the there's no upside. Even even if, like, I mean, yeah, six through nine might be just atrocious, not even major league level hitters. Uh, what's his phrase? Seven, seven. Uh, I See, I mean, I think Kluber has so much more upside for the same price. Like, I, I would much rather play Kluber in this spot. I'm with you. I would much rather play Kluber as well. But if everybody is thinking that way and you're playing 150 teams in a large field tournament, I mean, don't be afraid to to roll the dice because there could potentially be five guys in this lineup with strikeout rates over 27%. Um, so, I mean, anybody could strike out at that point. So, uh, Otani on the other side of this game, I mean, like he, he strikes people out. 
it's just the command and the and the walks is always the biggest concern for me with him. Um, the upside is always there. Like, the ceiling is yeah. there. Here's the pivot. Um, I mean, if, if Kluber is going to be massively owned, I'd much rather go to Otani than, than Kluber. Um, I think Otani probably – I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see the split in ownership between Kluber, Otani, and Savali. Um, but yeah, you like Otani's upside is just immense, but he could blow up too and walk four guys and only, and only end up going like three innings. But, uh, that, that's the kind of guy that I want to play in tournaments is, is just somebody with massive upside and I'm not even worried about the four. I have really no interest in bats in this game. I mean, with trout out, like you could play Jose Ramirez if you want to, you could play some Cleveland bats because of Otani's like command issues, but I mean, who do you really want to play here at, at their pricing? Like it's, it's, this is just a stay away spot for me. Is Walsh still really expensive? He's the one guy I would look at. He's 4,600. Yeah. I mean, that's I playable. That. Yeah. It's really nothing outside of that. All right. Moving on. We got Milwaukee at Kansas city. We got Burns against Keller in this one. Uh, this game has a seven and a half total uh, brew crew is a minus minus one seventy five favorites. I mean, hands down, Burns my favorite pitcher on the slate. I don't even want to like sugarcoat it. Like you're just playing him. Like, and this is another reason that I'm okay fading Max Scherzer. So, on Tuesday, the bat was way under on Woodruff, and I jammed him into cash games anyway. And at the time that we're recording this, he has two strikeouts through five or six. He has goals. three. okay so he's up to three whole strikeouts so um man i don't know i don't get me wrong burns is an awesome pitcher he's super talented but i feel the same way about woodruff and we just saw him come up and and not give not getting strikeouts today so uh great for cash games i think i'll fade him in tournaments i hear you and i mean i i I'm not. <laughs> I, just, I can't do it. Uh, this is a dude with at least nine strikeouts in every start this season. Like, and that's some starts against like the Padres. Um, obviously, the Cubs are a huge bump, but I mean, I, I completely understand it, and I hear you. Um, I did not play Woodruff. I don't think I played Woodruff. I played Urias. That's right. Um, on Tuesday, I played Urias Bubbick with the Braves and they stunk. Um, and I'm still making money somehow because Mike Zanino is a goat, but yeah, I, I like burns a lot here. And like the other side of this game, like I could see playing Brad Keller, uh, because I mean, this team's just bad. Like, you know, Yelich is back for now. Um, but really the rest of this lineup is just bad. And, like, even Yelich has not been great since the start of last season. He's been dealing with a ton of injuries. And, like, he started the season, like, super solid. And he was hitting really well. But, like, I don't think he has a home run on the season either. So, I mean, you could do worse than Keller on this slate. I'm I'm with you. Um, I don't think there's a ton of upside. But I think he's playable. Uh, I I prefer Gilbert even more lower um but keller's in play and that's that's the reason i'm I'm not looking at yang at all uh not a huge k rate like i said not a ton of upside but but milwaukee's going to help him in that 
department. So, uh, yeah, love the price tag at five five. I think he's in play. Um, that's in this game. I mean. <laughs> Travis Shaw, I guess, Vogelbach, they're cheap. Yelich is, I mean, in play here. Um, yeah. I'm definitely not playing any Kansas City bats. I'm not even going to try to chase a home run against Burns. Like, as much as I, I don't think it's a great strikeout spot for him, I don't have any interest in attacking him either. Um, yeah, in Kansas, uh, Milwaukee, we just talked about how terrible they were, so it, I guess, yeah, chase lefty power if you want to, but it's more of a one-off or a two-man for me. Um, Yeah, I don't really love bats in this game. Moving on, Houston at Oakland. Zach Granke against Frankie Montas. Um, I think there is a total out for this game. Let me check really quick. Um, eight total in this one. It's a pick'em game. Do you have any interest here in Zach Granke? No chance at 8.9 with the rest of the guys that we've talked about on this slate. No, thank you. Um, He's just so expensive. And, like, Montas is okay if he wasn't facing Houston. But this is another game that I just hope kind of stays low scoring. And I just don't really have a ton of interest in either one of these pitchers. I agree. I mean, they, uh, they, yeah. tried to, they tried to bait us into playing Montas at 7-2. But uh, Kluber, Otani, I think, have more upside in that range. Uh, if he was the only guy in the low seven Ks, I'd be interested in playing him possibly, but I, I just don't think he has the upside of the other guys in the range. Um, Houston bats, any interest here? No priced up and Montes controls contact, uh, doesn't walk a ton of guys. So no interest. And then Oakland, I mean, just, I don't love bats in this game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think if you're going to play these teams, you'd use them as, like, secondary stacks and just kind of hope that that works. Yeah, I agree. Um, Arizona at L.A. taking on the Dodgers. We got Clayton Kershaw uh, against Kelly. Um, this game doesn't have a total either, which I thought was kind of weird, but um, I don't know why. Anyway, um, Merrill Kelly against the Dodgers, that, that's an easy pass for me. Yeah, pass. Even with them, like, super banged up, like, pass. And then, I mean, Clayton Kershaw's 10-5. It's such – it's, like, price shock. Like, and, like, the, the, the second – it's just, like, Kershaw might actually be back and – you know, this isn't the best lineup in the world, but it just seems like even last game, he had like 11 Ks, but he allowed five earned runs to the Marlins. Like, I don't know. I think you could play Kershaw. It's just, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to play him in tournaments. Um, if I'm fading Burns, I think I'm going to pay up for Kershaw. Um depending on the Scherzer wind situation. I, I'd, I'd prefer Scherzer if, if the wind isn't out of control, but um, Kershaw has been good and he's been terrible. So it, it's really hard to pin him down, but the strikeouts are there. He's not walking anybody. Uh, he's, he's throwing a, a ton of ground balls, 49% ground ball rate. Um, yeah. Arizona doesn't scare me. I, I have interest in Kershaw. 
Um, yeah, I don't have any interest in the Arizona bats, that's for sure. Um, and then, like, as far as the Dodgers go, I mean, Betts, Muncie, Turner, um, depending on like who's in there, if BD is in there, he's super cheap at 3,400. Gavin Lux is cheap. Um, you know, kind of looking at the lineup, like Will Smith batted fourth, Chris Taylor batted third, BD was fifth. Um, Yoshi was, he hit seventh. Uh, he's really cheap. So you can kind of mix and match some of these cheap guys with the expensive bats here. Yeah. It, it really helps you make the stack, fill out the stack. Um, to, to fit in the high prices of like Betts and Muncy and Turner. Uh, you just throw in two cheap guys with them and you've got your five man. So I like that a lot. Um, Kelly doesn't strike anybody out. The Dodgers power is, is what we're chasing. Um, I like it. All right. We finish it out with Detroit at Seattle Scoble against uh, Logan Gilbert's Let's start here uh, with Scoble. Any interest in him? Uh, he's a talented young guy. Um, he just hasn't figured it out yet. Uh, the, the K rate's barely above 20%. Walk rate's up around 11%. That's a little bit too much. Seattle's not a team that scares me. Price tag at 6-2 is fine. Um, I, like, I like Gilbert better than him, and I like Keller better than him, so I don't think that we need him on the slate. I mean, if you're playing 150 teams in large field tournaments, I think he's playable. Like, I would have some exposure to him. I don't play 150 teams. And, like, I am sitting here going, all right, if I want to stack Boston-Toronto, do I take a shot on him because he's just facing Seattle? And the good Seattle bats are, are outside of Hanager lefties. Um, so, I mean, I don't think Scoble is – I don't think he's crazy. I mean, I don't love it. Um, the floor is very low. The floor is probably negative. Um, this is a dude with a 5.5 XFIP since our last season, and he just he's really bad against righties, but he strikes people out, and this team strikes out. So, I mean, if he could put it together, um, I think this is a spot he could definitely do it. And then, like, Logan Gilbert on the other side, he's another talented young pitcher, had to face Cleveland in his – first start and like now he gets a matchup against Detroit and he's 4,700. Yeah. We saw 70 pitches, 71 pitches in his, in his first start. So uh, it, I think the baseline for increasing, like as guys are ramping up is generally about 15 pitches. So if you're going to give me 85 pitch, pitches against Detroit, uh, he struck out five and four innings last time out. If you can give me six inning or uh, five innings, six strikeouts, I'm, I'm all over that at 4.7 K. I think that's, a great play. Um, bats in this one. Anything for Detroit here? Um, are they still super cheap? Um, I, I mean, Gilbert is obviously young and, and can control could get away from him. You could get into the bullpen early. So, uh, yeah, if, if it's going to be super low owned and they're cheap, I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, I think they'd be like a cheap secondary stack type of plays Badu's cheap candelario's cheap goodrum's cheap so really like if you wanted to do like a three-man detroit stack with like an expensive boston or expensive toronto um it would make sense yeah good point huge slate i don't think detroit's going to go out there and score 10 runs so yeah like like you said more of a supplement to your main stack just hoping it gets the job done um any interest here in seattle 
Um, I do have a little bit of interest in Seattle. You mentioned Hanniger. He's, he's my favorite option. Uh, Seeger has handled lefties actually pretty well throughout his career. Um, I like Kyle Lewis and Dylan Moore a little bit too. Um, that's really it. I don't really have any interest here. Um, I love Hanniger. He's, he's expensive. But I like Hanniger a lot. Yeah. Be interesting to see what they do with Kelnick. If he still bats at the top of the order against the lefty or if they move him down or maybe he gets a day off, but lineup will be interesting. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. I have to redeem myself from yesterday's morning grind game. Not only did it cut off, I said Braves are going to score six runs and they didn't do that. So redeem redemption is uh, upon us. Um, over 8K to get or under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Uh, we talked about the massive upside, uh, 30 something strikeout rate. Uh, Shohei Otani. I like it. Um, I'm going to go Logan Gilbert absolutely dominates in his second uh, career start and um, gets the job done over 8k to score under 15. Who's your bus today? Zach Grinky. I like it. I like They're that one just, a lot. The skills um, are just not there anymore. He's not striking anybody out. I, I think he's going to give up some runs here. Um. All right. It would be crazy to say Scherzer. I think he does score 15. <laughs> I don't think he gets enough for 10k. I'm going to go with Zach Eflin today. The Marlins are pesky, and Eflin's going to be chalking. I don't love it. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. We don't have cores. You can pick anybody you want. Uh, which national? <laughs> right? Uh, Juan Soto. <laughs> I'm going to go Vlad. This dude's on an absolute tear right now, sitting on a lot of Vlad rookie cars. He needs to keep it going. Um, I'm going to take Vlad. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's one of the cheap guys you like today? Uh, it talked about liking the Boston stack. I like Kike leading off at 3.8, I think he was. I mean, it's always risky because you never know who's going to start, whether it be Zimmerman or Josh Bell. But I'm going to hope that Josh Bell gets to start here. He had a couple multi-hit games and then like saw the bench. Um, but this is a great spot for Josh Bell if he's in the lineup. So I'm going to go him. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs. Uh, I'll stick with Boston there. All right. Um, all right. Redemption. Redemption. Give me Washington. I'm going to go chalk. I don't care. Um, any over under any bets that are standing out to you here night before we don't have a ton of them out yet, but um, there are a few up. Um, let's see. I did not have anything picked out. I still don't see anything posted on scores. Um, yeah, there's not a ton of them out right now. So Go ahead and go. I'll see if I can come up with something here. I think my favorite one right now, and this it opened at this, so it's probably going to move a little bit. But Seattle's like a one twenty favorite. I, I like Seattle minus one twenty. Um, like I like Gilbert a lot, and um, I think this is a spot you can play him. So I think Seattle wins this game. Nice. Is there? Did you say there was a line out for the Yankees Texas game? Nope, no line out for that one yet. There's like I said, there's not a ton. We're gonna give Keith a bye today. Uh, there's not a ton of lines out, so we'll give him a break. No lines. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, exciting slate. 
uh, tons of options. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the high end of this pitching goes. Sounds like you're on Burns. I'm on Max pending wind and going to pivot to Kershaw if there's too much wind. So going to be really interesting. I mean, I think you're going to be like, all right, maybe Stevie's not crazy. We're going to get a ton of wind. Kevin Roth is going to back me up in this one. <laughs> or he's going to be like, Stevie's crazy, and it's going to be like crosswind, and then I'm going to jump on board with you guys uh, for Max Scherzer, and that's the good thing about doing a first-look podcast. You can do that. So uh, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.